right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a, as I predicted a year ago on this show, Nick Saban has retired. Could it lead to a big shift in college football power dynamics? Addition of the always Irish show. As always, thank you for being here. You can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. I appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications on. You know why. That way you will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss anything. Twitter. Search power. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish. Jake. Emails. Always Irish. Andy at gmail.com. Audio only. Anywhere you want it, you can get it. If you don't want to see my face, I don't blame you. Call-in lines are popping, baby. 312-988-15. You dial it up and tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish Eight USA Today, Fighting Irish. Why read all about it, folks. Patreon.com slash always Irish. Former Notre Dame captain Mike Goolsby, leading tackler, by the way, and myself breaking it all down. What could go wrong? All right. Never a dull moment in college football. I'm telling you what, man. College football is the gift that keeps giving. You have the actual games in season. Then you have all the wildness of recruiting and the transfer portal and all the NIL games and all the other stuff, the coaching switches. It's College football is more year-round than it's ever been with all the activity. It's like in-season, and then there's a whole different season off the field after the season. It's wild. Never ends. Nick Saban's retiring. He's retiring. 206-29 and record at Alabama, and six of the losses came in his first year. A million draft picks, five stars, and more rings than one hand can handle. We all know the skins on that guy's wall. This news was shocking to some, but we covered this here. Whose place do you think this is behind me? It ain't mine. It ain't mine. My brother lives near Jupiter, Florida, where Tiger lives, Ricky Fowler, all those people. He tells me in the summer, the word around here is Saban bought a mansion by Tiger in Jupiter along the water. And he's telling people he's retiring after this year. And I did a short on it with this backdrop when I looked up the the beautiful property. It made no sense to me that you would spend this much money on something and then let it sit, even though he has a lot of money. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would buy one of these and then just let it sit there for three more years before he does any. It That, that didn't make sense to me. So I did a, a short saying, sometimes that you just need to follow the most logical dots. And it just made no sense to me, even with the money he has, that he would do this in Florida, in this area, if he wasn't planning on being there soon. So I'm not surprised by this at all. But my brother was like, dude, they're talking about it down here in Florida, like in this little area. That he bought this place, you know, in Jupiter, near Tiger's Place, where it's all those athletes and millionaire people. And he was telling the the people he's close to, I'm going to be out after this year. So this has been, it, it didn't surprise me because of that. I'm not acting like I'm some like 
crack journalism or a journalist or something that was hiding information. My brother lives down there and it, and it was a thing talked about down there. I don't know what to tell you. So anyways, beautiful place right on the water there, million golf courses, all that stuff. So that's nice. The big question now, so it ain't a surprise. The big question now is what direction is Alabama going to go in? I have, I have honestly seen every single coach with any name recognition at all mentioned other than Kirby. That's the one I haven't seen yet of like brand, like coaches where you know their damn name and they like have some pull to the name. He's about the only one I don't think I've seen on the list. Maybe they're just figuring he hasn't good enough with where he's at now. You don't need to make a move. Recruiting's obviously not a problem at Georgia. Resources don't seem to be an issue, and he's already proven the model can work. There isn't much reason to go anywhere else if you're him. But I've seen pretty much every other brand-recognized coach, including Marcus Freeman, on the list. Name a guy with any name cachet at all. He's on the list. Lanning, Dabo, Norvell, DeBoer, Sark, Kiffin. Even James Franklin's on the list. It makes me laugh. Even James Franklin's on the list. That's the funniest one to me. Just because I don't think he's a good head coach. I, I can't make it work. I every <clears throat> it, The more of him in Penn State I see, the less I like. It, it, it's... It's like looking at like the Kelly era Notre Dame. I, there's some that where it's like really good, but it ain't good enough. I, there's just something there I cannot handle with him. But I've seen all these names listed and Pete Thamel, that ain't a random got random logo on Twitter. Pete Thamel listed Freeman on the list. So that's extremely interesting. Let's examine this. On my shows, my call-in shows, my morning shows, whatever it is, the weekend night shows, whatever. A certain percentage of the Notre Dame fans that tune into my show or, or chat or call aren't even sure that they're sold on Freeman at Notre Dame. But you want me to believe that Alabama is going to think he's accomplished and proven enough to get the, the Bama job right now? You got, like, this is nuanced, you guys. I'm not saying Freeman's a bad coach, and now I'm saying he isn't good enough for the family. No, 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 no. He's a developing coach, and he's doing a pretty good job building where he is. But I do not think that he's accomplished or proven enough for the Bama job right now. That seems wildly irresponsible by Alabama because it's an unneeded risk. It's an unneeded risk. I'm, I'm like, like I'm, I think Freeman's going to be a fantastic head coach. It's just, I need him to stay at Notre Dame and develop long enough that we get the benefits of the learning curve years at Notre Dame. But I don't think he's there yet. He's nowhere near a finished product yet. So I would just be shocked. If Bama, as well set up as they are for football success now, 
I would be shocked if they think Marcus is accomplished and proven enough to hand the keys to this Lamborghini over to him at this point. It just seems like an unneeded risk when there's going to be quality names at other big brand schools that have a bigger body of work where it's less risk. So I just don't see that. I don't see a Pete Thamel put it out. I don't know what to make of that, but I would just be shocked if Bama thought they saw enough from him already to hand over the keys to what they got, have had cooking over to him. It just seems like an unneeded risk to go with the developmental coach and all that when you have talent out the wazoo and all these good things there. That seems like a lot of unneeded risk. Maybe, maybe Bama looks at it the other way. Maybe they look at it and go, we have the infrastructure, we have talent out the wazoo and all that. Let's get this young up and coming hotshot guy. And how bad could he do with all this five-star talent around? This is going to be great. Maybe they do. Maybe Alabama looks at it that way. But if you're looking at like risk calculus, I mean, Dan Lanning just seems to be a lot less risk than Marcus Freeman right now. Like, it's just a body of work thing. I don't know. Dabo, obviously. Like, I I, I don't know. Sark, I whatever. I, but these are guys with some brand name cachet. Even if they haven't won titles, they have more of a body of evidence of building up a, a building a program so far, I think. So I don't know. Here's the other part of this, though. One, one, that's number one. I just think that's an unneeded risk by Bama. But that doesn't mean I don't love Freeman. It just means I don't think he's polished enough for the Alabama job. Those are everything here's nuanced. Work with me, right? I'm not saying Freeman isn't good. I'm saying I don't think he's polished enough to be handed the keys of that Lamborghini yet. Those are different things. Here's the bigger thing with this dynamic, though. I also feel like Marcus's personality is a much better Notre Dame fit. All of the extra stuff that goes into to being successful at Notre Dame. Marcus is really good at that stuff. That's where he excels is in all the extra relationship stuff. You got to make work to get anything done at Notre Dame and get anything going at all. He's terrific at that. And the Notre Dame job requires somebody that could do that. It's a great usage of his God-given strengths and talents. Navigating all the Notre Dameiness and all the personalities and all the hoops you got to jump through, all of that. Marcus is really great at that at Notre Dame. And I just don't think you need to do that at Alabama. It would just be kind of a waste of the guy's God given gifts. Alabama's just, it's cruise control, bro. The head coach is the head of the university. And it's you get what you need, man. Go win. Notre Dame's not like that. It would be a waste of Freeman's interpersonal gifts to go somewhere we don't need him as much. 
So I, man, it just dealing with the kids and everything. Freeman is just such a natural Notre Dame fit to me in all these ways. So Pete Thamel has Freeman on the list and Thamel's not a nobody. He's got a big footprint in college football media. I can't just say, oh, Pete Thamel making shit up again. But I would be surprised if Alabama took that risk when there's other guys that are going to be good with this infrastructure that have more of a body, a proven body of work. And I'm not just saying this, trying to like talk myself out of it on behalf of what I want Bama to do because I want Freeman to stay. Logically, if I'm Alabama, this is a risk I don't need to take. You don't, you just don't need to. Maybe I'm wrong though, and they think they got it going and going with the younger guys. Uh, how much could he mess it up? I don't know, but I'd be surprised. I would be very, very surprised if it was not one of these other big name, brand name school guys uh, for this. Here's some other things to consider, and then I'm going to throw you a big curveball at the end. Other things to consider. What is the trickle-down effect of this going to be if it's a big-name guy that leaves a big-name school? Right? Like, what if Texas becomes open? What if Bama becomes open? Or uh, not Bama. Uh, what if Oregon becomes open? Like Florida State? Like, I don't know. Lane Kiffin's on the list. Like, I, I don't I don't know. But what happens then? Where if a guy gets pulled from another brand name school, then there's a trickle down and a backfill. That's these moves. One is going to trigger the next. And it's going to be interesting to see how these fill. If a big name brand school guy leaves there for Alabama, that's another big name brand open. Also, what happens to Tommy Boy? Doesn't this kind of leave him floating in the breeze at the moment? I don't know if he wants an interview for this Alabama job or not. He he, he wanted to get one when uh, Freeman got the Notre Dame job. Thought he was deserving of that. So what happens to Tommy Boy? What's his next stop? Also, what does this do for Brian Kelly's quest for SEC supremacy? With Saban out of the picture. That kind of changes the dynamic for Brian Kelly and LSU a significant amount. Also, I would be shocked if Bama just learned about this out of nowhere. Like, if I was hearing about this just from his vacation, this home he purchased in Jupiter early last summer, almost a year ago or whatever, or when was it? Near the Masters? It might have been almost a year ago. A part of me wonders if Saban was real enough and, and they kind of knew something was coming. And it wouldn't surprise me if they already have a plan. But it seems abundantly clear to me Saban planned this out. I think he planned this out. And it would be, it's hard for me to believe I'm getting reports about this real estate purchase and all that, and nobody at Alabama's hearing of any of this. So it would not surprise me if they knew this was coming and are already have plans made.
or at least have an idea of what directions they want to try and go. I've even heard Saban even let a few select recruits know the truth about this. Maybe a big shot quarterback with a really famous last name where the whole family was great quarterbacks and he didn't end up at Alabama. Saban might have let him know he wasn't going to be around forever. So I have heard there was even a couple select recruits that were in uh, that were in and, and knew this some time ago. So it would shock me if Alabama didn't know about it and they probably already have a plan. I don't know if Saban, they wanted to include Saban in that and get his opinion or not. I don't know if they, he would want to do that. I don't know. But if ever you were going to maybe trust the guy's opinion, it would probably be his, right? So I don't know. I don't know about that. So on the Notre Dame angle, Everything comes home to roost in South Bend to me. You know that. Let me give you a wild Notre Dame angle here. I think it's an unneeded risk to take Freeman when he's still developing and has a lot to learn. When you got a, a vehicle that's purring along like Alabama is with talent, I, I just think that's an unneeded risk. So I don't think that's likely. And it would surprise me if it happened. Follow me here, though. What about your buddy Ryan Day at Ohio State? What about your buddy Ryan Day at Ohio State? Sometimes I wonder if that dude is ever sitting there going, you know what? I This fan base is a pain in the ass. I lose like one game a year and everybody's saying I'm the worst coach ever and I need to be fired. Screw these people. Sometimes I wonder if that crosses Ryan Day's mind. What if he tried to get the Alabama job and he got the Alabama job and then Ohio State comes calling for Marcus? That's a different scenario than Alabama calling for Marcus. Ohio State don't have it on cruise control the way the whole Alabama thing has been. It's just crossed my mind. Ohio State's not going to push Ryan Day out. I'm saying, what if Ryan Day gets sick of, the, like, just losing one game here isn't good enough? The funny part is you're going to go to, if you did that and went to Alabama, you know, it ain't going to get any easier there because with Saban, they're used to that too. Where if you lose one game, they, that it's not good enough. I'm just saying, I wonder if there's a world where Ryan Day's sick of those Ohio State people riding his ass for losing, like, one game maybe two on an awful year, and, and if he's looking to leave, and then if he left, then then Ohio State has a spot. Is it Luke Fickle? Do they call Marcus? And then what kind of scenario are we in? Freeman to Ohio State, I believe, a lot sooner than I believe Freeman to Alabama for a, lot, a million reasons. Number one is he played there. Geographics, all like all of that. So there's a lot of reasons it makes sense, but... That one would be a lot more likely to me for a million reasons than Freeman to Alabama. So I don't know what to make of this, but it's going to cause a trickle-down effect. Whatever happens, as long as it's a guy from another big-name school, you're going to have backfills, and this is going to shift things. Then when you get when you extend this out and you look at the longer term, 
then you got to see how it goes. It's going to be really, really interesting to see. Does Bama fall off? Do they drop off? Do they maintain? Is that recruiting still at the level it is? Or does it dip a little bit? Or is it literally on autopilot forever now? Five-star, 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 five-star. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. I guarantee you one thing. Brian Kelly's having himself a drink at a golf course somewhere. You know that guy is happy about it. He's going, whatever they do to replace this guy, it ain't this guy. And I like that. So I bet you Kelly is drinking himself a Mike's Hard Lemonade out at the golf course celebrating this one. So I don't know, folks, but it's never a dull day in Notre Dame land. But gosh, look at this beautiful place right on the water. Jupiter is beautiful, man. Can't get near Tiger's place. We'll take a boat and go behind his place. He's got big walls and trees built. I mean, it's a compound. You can't even see it from the inlet on the water when we're out there. Anyways, let me know what you guys think. Who would be a good fit for Bama? What way do they go and why? Let me know.